welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. Welcome back to After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Academy. Again, I'm joined by Andy Bridge, a current deputy head teacher, and Debbie Davis, head teacher of primary school and an experienced SENCO. We return to focus on our podcast series around the professional standards for teaching assistants, and these are split into four themes, with each containing several standards. Last week, we looked at personal and professional conduct in order for teaching assistants to provide effective support to teachers and pupils. Next, we're going to be looking on focusing on our next standards and these are knowledge and understanding so Andy let's start by focusing in on here please can you give us an overview hi Georgie yeah of course so um teaching assistants should have sufficient knowledge and skills to help and support the teacher um in fulfilling their role which is basically about helping pupils to maximize their potential um school leaders deploy teaching assistants in different ways, as we know, um, and those leaders are, are well placed to make those decisions because they they should have an in-depth knowledge of the individual skill sets and knowledge that their teaching assistants have got and that they need. Um, so depending how they are deployed and how the school envisages using teaching assistants to best effect, um, that knowledge and understanding might focus in on different areas. So you see some schools where teaching assistants are deployed to work in one department, so that TA might become really upskilled in maths or an aspect of literacy or science or so on. Um, other times they become specialists in different areas of SEN. They might specialise in uh, learning and cognition or physical and sensory difficulties or speech and language, and that might be something that that teaching assistant specialises in. Other TAs specialise in different phases. You know, you might be a specialist early years teaching assistant, or um, you maybe work with a student in up in the sixth form, and you become a specialist in that area. Other schools maybe have some teaching assistants that are absolutely fantastic at behaviour management and de-escalation, and they deploy them in that way. In that way, so we're not just talking about one set of generic knowledge and skills here. This is potentially quite bespoke to the individual, to the school, to the role, to how they're being deployed. But there's a a really varied range of knowledge and skills that that these TAs will need to develop to fulfil their roles effectively. Thank you for that overview, Andy. And and Debbie, am I right in thinking that there's um, this is an expectation and it's outlined by several points, just like we had last week for the personal and professional conduct? Hi, Georgie and Andy. Uh, yes, yeah, you are right in thinking that. And, and what I've done is I've, I've lifted them from, from the standards. So te- teaching assistants are expected to, firstly, acquire the appropriate skills, qualifications and or experience required for t- the teaching assistant role with support from the school employer, which Andy's talked about. Two, demonstrate expertise and skills in understanding the needs of all pupils including specialist expertise as appropriate and know how to adapt and deliver support to meet individual needs three share responsibility for ensuring that their own knowledge and understanding is relevant and up to date by reflecting on their own practice liaising with school leaders 
and accessing relevant professional development to improve personal effectiveness. Four, demonstrate a level of subject and curriculum knowledge relevant to their role and apply this effectively in supporting teachers and pupils. And then we have five, understand their roles and their responsibilities within the classroom and whole school context, recognising that these may extend beyond a direct support role. Thank you, Debbie. We can really get our teeth into these, can't we? So, Andy, let's have a look at the first point. Acquire the appropriate skills, qualifications and experience required for the teaching assistant role. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've mentioned before about how passionate I am about including um, teaching assistants in our professional development plans, ensuring they've got a bespoke personal career development plan um, and that they're included in regular training. But there's you know, as well as whole school generic training, there's so many things that teaching assistants can be trained in. Um, you, you'll probably want to expand on this, Georgie, but I know there's things like level three HLTA qualifications, there's TEFL qualifications for uh, teaching assistants that are working with students where English isn't their first language. There's opportunities through um, programs like um, assessment only and straight to teaching where teaching assistants with degrees can go on and study towards becoming teachers that there's so many opportunities that I think the the best way of approaching this is genuinely individual you know one by one look at an individual's career aspirations strength skill set the role that they're deployed in and invest in that time in in those one-to-one -one conversations to make something really bespoke um be, because that's the way to keep our colleagues engaged and learning and passionate about their role Absolutely. I mean, Connects Education Academy, we've, we've got like a, a whole area raft of um, teaching assistant qualifications, including how to be an amazing teaching assistant. We've obviously got the, the standard safeguarding, child protection and prevent. Um, we look at autism friendly classrooms. We're looking at effective behaviour management in the classroom, developing a high performing teaching assistant. Um, and alongside the further progression opportunities, so actually they can look at doing formal qualifications as well as alongside. So, you know, and we continue to build that uh, portfolio of courses here. Um, so have a look if you've got time. Demonstrating expertise and skills and understanding the needs of all pupils and knowing how to adapt and deliver support to meet individual needs. Debbie, you've been a SENCO in many schools, including specialist settings. What are your thoughts here? So when, when I think about th that standard, for me, I, I, I'm currently working with lots of TAs and massive, massive um, appreciation for them. They're fantastic. One TA jumps to mind when I think about skill, uh, expertise and skills and understanding the needs of all pupils. And just an example of this is, is only today we had a training teacher uh, in class uh, with one young ch young child who, who was was learning and, and needed some extra adaptive teaching and the TA knew exactly what the child needed how to deliver it where to place the child how to support the child and she had the skills to to liaise with the trainee teacher in such a way where there was mutual respect and and an understanding that yeah we're in this together and we're a team and we're doing this for the child and that's that's when you see expertise emerging 
and when when it does emerge and the TAs can speak freely about all the different areas of send, all the different areas of need, how you can support the children and they know the children inside out and they can adapt teaching and help teachers to adapt teaching. That's when when you know that you've got expert skills and that the TAs really do understand and can meet the needs of the pupils and it's really amazing to see and you can see how much reading, how much uh, is self-taught, how much they engage in extra um, so, uh, developing themselves and uh, extra training and they come to me and they'll say i've seen this course i'd like to go on on this it, it's actually free it's this amount of money but actually they really want to engage and then they spread the word and then other tas get involved and they create their own little hub uh, developing themselves in, in relation to whatever topic area it is and i've seen expertise of tas who are very very self-confident and the respect from the teacher teachers is just unrivaled to the point where a, a TA can send a whole whole school email to staff saying have a think about this when you're dealing with ex pupil and this might work and this is a strategy and here's some reading from the EF and it, it's just brilliant to actually see that unfold in front of, of you as a, as a leader. It's wonderful to hear how empowered teaching assistants are becoming now within their roles and really taking them seriously. I mean, they, they have to get involved in some some very kind of difficult conversations. I mean, we have here awareness of informed uh, trauma and, and uh, making sure that they're managing it and following best practice. And and I think those situations cannot be underestimated at all. So it's wonderful to hear, Debbie, of some of those examples you've just shared. All the training and support that we've covered dovetails so well into their point three. In fact, I think it, it examples or exemplifies point three really, really well. Sharing responsibility for ensuring that their own knowledge and understanding is relevant and up to date by reflecting on their own practice and liaising with school leaders. And in Debbie, I'm suggesting that we move to point four and demonstrate a level of subjective and curriculum knowledge relevant to your role and apply these in your supporting teaching and pupils. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, do you know, I think with this point about curriculum knowledge and subject knowledge, it's just good to pause and think, actually, I'm an English teacher, I did a degree in English, and it, when I was a main scale teacher, I was teaching four or five English lessons back to back and that's what I was immersed in you know as a, when Debbie was a main skills teacher it was languages it was the same thing um, with French or Spanish all day but in many schools teaching assistants are expected to move around the whole school and they'll go from supporting in science to MFL to English to history to geography to design technology in one day um, and that's really tough to expect those colleagues to have sufficient subject knowledge in all of those areas to be able to help guide and support students to make sure that they're understanding really challenging concepts. Um, so to me, this is just so important that teachers and leaders are aware of that challenge that those staff members are facing, and they might not be particularly confident in some subject areas. And they're thinking, actually, if the first time the TA is seeing this topic or this text or these maths problems, is when it's being put under the, the child's nose and there's no time for preparation or prior discussion, 
that's really quite intimidating potentially and quite puts that teaching assistant on the spot and they don't want to be seen to get that wrong and or give the child the wrong answer or support them um, in a way that's not quite right. So I think we just need to be really aware of it and think actually how well are we communicating with our TAs? Are we giving them resources and information in advance and building in time for them to do some reading and make sure that they feel confident with the topic? Um, or are we getting the culture right where they can say to the teacher, this isn't my area of expertise, miss, let me help the child overcome their barrier to learning in this way by I'll do the scribing but actually the teacher is going to provide the subject's specific content because there's a there's a balance to reach there. It's almost that that team, isn't it? it is, it's a team of um, support round to support the learners. So that, that's amazing to hear those examples, Andy. As a, as a TA, a teaching assistant, I think I'd need some help and support to understand what 0.5 means. So Debbie, can you help me please here? Uh, yes, uh, I, I think I agree with you, Georgie. I think the first point, point uh, part of point five is is perhaps easier to grasp because that's about roles and responsibilities, and you know what they're going to be before you've even begun because of you, you've got your job description, your person spec, etc. But for me, it's the reference to may beyond, that may extend beyond a direct support role, and you know, extending beyond a direct support role. What does that look like in a, in a school setting? Uh, Andy, do you, do you have any ideas to share there about perhaps some practical ideas? on, on yeah. the... um, I think this could be things like, for example, um, you know, we have TAs that we do pay to stay after school. Um, so they're not always sitting by a child's side, supporting them directly in the lesson. Um, but for example, some of our teachers send homework tasks to, to the teaching assistants and they then spend time differentiating those resources and adding in extra scaffolding and making sure they're accessible to some of our students with additional needs so they can work on them independently at home. So um, that could be one example or it could be um, rather than directly supporting a child all the time, they might be updating a child's one-page profile and making sure there's a really clear overview of their needs and the barriers to learning and strategies that staff can use that they're collated and updated and shared with staff regularly. It might be making regular phone calls home to parents. If, if that teaching assistant is the key worker for a small number of children, then they might be having phone calls, potentially even meetings with parents and, and supporting that way much more holistically than just being velcroed to the side of a child from the minute that they arrive in school to the minute that they go home. I think I think you, you you've given some brilliant examples there. I think as well when you know it fills me with joy when I know that the TAs that I work with can take small groups and actually take them away and do intervention tasks where they're actually supporting numerous children and they're not actually supporting the teacher directly, but actually they're doing a little piece of work with several children so you know that I, I hope that explains what that may extend beyond a direct support role means Georgie. It certainly does and, and actually do you know what it's making me wish that I'd been a TA it's, it's sounding like a, a much more holistic role than and then what it's perhaps has a reputation to be and it sounds like it could be such a rewarding career for people that want to go down that route so um absolutely thank you so much for that insight and we hope that 
the listeners have enjoyed this focus on knowledge and understanding. Um, please do have a look at the training that we offer here at Connects Academy to support you. We're here to help. We, we're designed to make it really accessible for you. So I would openly encourage you to go and have a look and see what's available. And with the theme of knowledge and understanding and thinking about how we need to invest in our, our professional standards and our professional TAs, there's a quote that's brilliant from Indasar Gandhi. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. So I leave you with that quote. We're looking forward to next week's podcast where we'll be focusing in on the role of the teaching assistant in respect of teaching and learning. And you can pick up our After the Bell podcasts, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational. We hope you can access this on your daily commute to work or on your treadmill or your focus for the day. Thank you to listening to After the Bell. Bye bye. Thank you.